Hi, welcome to uh, this week's edition of the Employee Call HR Podcast. My name is Rob Wilson, and with me is uh, my partner, Scott. Hello. And our Vice President of HR, Jason Eisenhut. Hi, everyone. And Nikki Navarro, working the board uh, as usual. So thanks for joining us this week. Uh, this week's topic is, uh, is workplace bullying. And uh, where this topic came from is uh, one of our listeners had, uh, had tweeted out to us uh, after our, uh, the, uh, the podcast on, on sexual harassment that the, he was uh, bullied in the workplace and wanted us to uh, wanted us to do a topic on it. So We appreciate the suggestions. We really appreciate it. I think it's a great topic, too. And this is a topic I was looking online as we were doing research and stuff that we always do before our podcast. But believe it or not, the first book on workplace bullying dates back to 1992, Andrea Adams. So wow. It's just a little trivia note there. So this has been going on a long time. and it needs to stop, but I'll turn it over to Jason. Right, so thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, Jason's going to uh, kick it off. So, uh, unlike some of the uh, federal laws that protect race discrimination based on race, religion, there aren't a fe- there isn't a federal law or federal definition on bullying or protection in the workplace unless it's related to bullying related to race, religion, disability. So, uh, at at the moment, there isn't any there aren't any federal protection federal laws protecting employees being bullied in the workplace unless it relates to some of the other protected classes. But the general kind of consensus on the definition is it's unwanted aggressive behavior, it's observed or perceived psychological power imbalance, and that it's repetitive. So this could be once a week for six months, uh, but something that uh, typically shifts the power from one person to the other where, where they feel threatened by the, the target. You know, in, in, in the schools today, uh, as, as we all have kids in, in school, this, uh, the, most of the schools do a much better job on anti-bullying and training the kids and teaching them about uh, bullying's not, not correct uh, versus when we were younger. There, there was, no, uh, you know, there's, was no guidance from school. Right. But when you look on the reverse side on the workplace, you really, you know, we talk about harassment, you talk about discrimination, but you really don't do people like, People don't talk about uh, bullying, uh, much like you said. And that's where, and and bullying dates back, I'm sure, to the beginning of time. I mean, this book in 1992, Bullying at Work, How to Confront It and Overcome It, which was released in 92, it just didn't happen then. That was, I think, the first noted time that it was actually written about in a business setting. And and I think it's good. More and more people are becoming aware of it, and it's becoming more of an issue. And as Rob mentioned, it's it's prevalent, and it's a big focus with the youth. And actually, the government has a bullying.gov website that's focused on bullying with children and the youth. There's prevention guides and tips and responsing and and how to uh, training guides for parents or educators. But in the workplace, it's still we're still a little bit behind. I know Washington State is looking at some legislation to. introduce bullying as a protected uh, activity or pro- prohibited activity, but we're still just not there as a, as a society right. yet. Yeah, and so. there's basically two different types, I guess, that you'd call it as far as bullying. There's a direct type where the person says terrible things to you, sends emails, social media, uh, pranks that are demeaning along the lines of that, and then there's indirect where it's spreading rumors and gossiping and uh, not directly communicating with the person, but definitely communicating about the person and targeting that person. 
Right, and so when you look at the prevalence in the in the workplace, seventy five percent of employees have been affected by workplace bullying, and that's whether you're a target or a, a witness. Uh, and that's uh, that data comes from University of Phoenix. So that's that's a huge percentage, seventy five percent of uh, of employees. And you know, and unlike the schoolyard bullying, when the targets are loners or people who don't fit in, your workplace bullying targets are typically the opposite, according to the study. That people who are bullied at work are typically higher performers. They're well liked people who pose a threat to the bully. Yeah, and when you start mm -hmm. losing some of those well-liked high performers, there are some, some negative side effects that come along with it. I mean, w one of them is that the, the person, the target, could suffer negative health effects, of stress, sleeplessness, anxiety. Um, there, there are a, a, a few symptoms that we need to all watch out for, but the target themselves, they you either see performance declining or some health issues with right. that person. Right. Typically, you see a decline in their in their work. They, you know, it's almost they're giving up. They're being right. bullied, so your productivity is down. Uh, they're taking additional time off. And, and who wants to be, work in a workplace where you're being bullied? And in the worst case scenario, that person that's being bullied then might bully someone else. And right. you know, it's the what happens to one person that goes down the hill, and that makes the environment even more toxic. You know, hopefully that the initial bullying will be addressed, but it can spread and it can become a uh, culture. Right, and that's something that we've, we've done many podcasts talking about culture and HR, and it's so hard to create a great culture at, at a workplace. And then you, uh, you know, if this becomes toxic, you're in bad morale, it, uh, it can, you know, a, a bully or two can wreck your culture. Yeah, either productivity or turnover. Yeah, you can see some pretty quick effects if, if it's not uh, under control pretty quickly. Right. Yeah. When you look at uh, you know uh, you know the statistics are that it's good performers. So when you you know you've got a good performer that stops becoming a good performer, or worse yet, the good performer then leaves your organization, and you're you know you're left with a bully who's an underperformer. Yeah. And like Scott mentioned, it might repeat itself. The bully might target the next replacement employee, and then just continues, or it might spread and stresses rampant across the organization, and then someone who wasn't likely to be a bully, they might start the bullying. So it, it's something that needs to be put under control and under wraps pretty quickly. So Jason, let's talk about responding to bullying. What, uh, what should companies, uh, individuals or companies or managers and supervisors do? The, the quickest thing, I mean, and there's a fine line between what's discrimination and bullying, but really both should be treated the same in terms of how quickly. So one is the immediacy. So if you're the target or if you're someone in management, you should respond as quickly as possible. So if you're if you're feeling you're as though you're a victim of bullying, confront the bully as quickly as possible. That could be after a meeting, someone inappropriately says, "Hey, honey, how about you get that job done?" And then a few people snicker and because they're uncomfortable. If you're the victim, if you're the target of that, approach the person maybe outside of the meeting one on one and say, "I, I don't, I didn't appreciate how you called me, honey. Please address me by my name going forward." And the quicker you can do it, the firmer you are, the more likely that the bullying will stop. What if you don't have the courage? You're, you're a good performer, but what if you don't have that, the courage because you're being bullied? And you know, so this person, it's not harassment, but bullying, or is it harassment? Uh, what do you do if you don't have the courage to stand up? What do you, you know, where do you go? So you hope, go ahead, Scott. Oh, I was going to, you go to HR. Right. I and mean, that's your number one, should be your number one person to go to. So if your company is either large enough or fortunate enough to have an HR department, that's a per perfect person to address your concerns. Or someone in management, and I think I saw 60%, 70% of the time the bully is the person's supervisor. So if you're not comfortable, if, the, if you're, the bully is your supervisor, go to someone else in management. Go to the president. Go to someone else on the executive staff or someone in human resources 
or if you're a company that's one of our clients, we provide HR support for a lot of our clients that can come to us with some of these concerns. Right. So uh, like in our case, we've got an 800 number that uh, that our clients' employees can call and uh, leave anonymous messages. They can uh, or speak directly with the HR team, but at least this way you don't have the courage uh, or you just, you know, you feel bad because it's, it's like, you know, you're getting beaten up by a bully. So you, uh, they'll, uh, they, they can call us and, uh, and, and leave a message with us, and then we take those uh, step behind-the-scenes steps to make sure it stops. And I say it all the time. You're uh, excluding sleeping during the awake hours. You're probably at work more hours during the day at work than you are any other single place. You're with coworkers. Yeah, so, so why have it be a miserable environment? It should be a productive, it should be a respectful environment, and I think the business will flourish, but everyone will enjoy the, their work. Right. right. So now if you're on the management side uh, and, uh, and someone comes to you with a, uh, with a bullying complaint, uh, what do you do? Uh, act quickly. So you, you meet with the alleged victim, the alleged harasser or the alleged bully, and any witnesses ask for people what happened, who, what, where, when, why. Um, and then if you believe through all of that, throughout the evidence that bullying did occur, you meet with the bully and have a kind of a pretty direct conversation with the person to say this type of bullying and disrespectful behavior in the workplace is not tolerated. Um, it could be a final warning, written warning, something along those lines. But the nice thing is to try and involve the bully in the fix, in the correction. So it could be... Um, what resources do you need to fix the, the issue? Uh, what can we do to help you? What do you see as the problem? So you're involving them in the solution. They think they're part of the solution, which always gets kind of be the better outcome. And then obviously monitor and stay on top of it. Talk to the alleged victim or the target a couple weeks later, ongoing. How Have you think, seen things improved? How do you, Are you comfortable? Do you feel like as though you're being respected? Um, and then keep an, like, an eye on it and monitor it. And do yourself a favor, document it all. Right. Every conversation, document yep. it. Personal From the management file. standpoint, right? Yes. Right. And then do you, uh, as a follow-up, how often do you, uh, as, a, as a manager or HR person, how often are you following up with the, uh, the victim to make sure things are better? Uh, pretty frequently to start, and then it can start tailing off as time goes on. So maybe it's the following day, and what you want to, kind of one of the better techniques is to tell the victim or the target, although we can't tell you what the... Uh, discipline or punishment is to the bully, we want you to know, because of privacy issues, we want you to know we have addressed it, we take it very seriously, <clears throat> and if ever you feel as though you're being retaliated against or it's not stopping, come to us immediately, come back to us. So yeah, it could start the day after the um, allegation and then changes to weekly and then semi-monthly and, and goes on from there. So on a, uh, on, on a, a different note, you want to avoid bullying in the workplace. So, how do you how do you prevent workplace bullying? So, the one of the first ways is to kind of get a, a, a finger on the pulse of the company and feel with uh, get an idea of what the culture, what the employees believe is out there. So, that could be an employee engagement survey. Um, again, you want to try and have that be anonymous. You could use an outside company, an outside source to conduct the survey, so employees really feel as though it's anonymous. And one of those questions, or a few of the questions, could be related to respect and bullying and harassment and discrimination in the workplace. Um, but another thing, another preventive measure companies do is conduct manager and employee training. Could be different sessions for managers, different sessions for employees, and that's something that an HR organization like ours or your HR department might be able to put together for you. Um, encourage, make sure you have a culture where people feel uh, empowered and safe to bring complaints forward. 
you encourage the witnesses, uh, victims to bring it forward as quickly as possible to HR or the management team. So do you incorporate that into as you're, you you do your annual sexual harassment uh, training or harassment training in general? Do you throw bullying in there with uh, as as an additional topic? That's a great time because there yeah. is such a fine line because it, sometimes the bullying is related to race or religion or gender or national origin. So it's a great time to incorporate it into that same training. That's a great idea. And it's really something that has to come from the top. Management has to believe in it, and it has to be something that they lead by example, and they're very open. And the more they can get in dis- discussions showing that they're against bullying, against sexual harassment, the better it is going to be to deliver the message to the employees. Uh, along with those, that kind of top-down mentality is related to performance review. So if 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 the top level is trying to make sure that performance reviews are unbiased, they're fair, they're equal, equally distributed across the country or across the company, that presents the culture to the employees to say this isn't tolerated. If we see that your 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 boss is picking on you because you're a threat to that person, we'll make sure we'll monitor it. And we'll we'll make corrective actions with it. And I think it it goes across the uh, the top management, uh, in, including HR, just to make sure that. There's uh, on, on a senior level that you don't have someone that's because uh, you you know you see the Harvey Weinstein right. that was sexual harassment but it was also bullying so that you don't you don't and they're going to face a lot of lawsuits right you know so. when you when a company's run that way and, right you know it's, it's not the right way to run things and right. you know so uh, any uh, any final comments on bullying or? yeah I just uh, uh, actor John Mahoney he was Frazier's dad sure. on TV he passed away in uh, Chicago he's a, a Oak Park resident uh, but he had a quote I was watching an interview of him uh, last night and he had a mantra that he'd say every day uh, where it's dear God please help me to treat everybody including myself with love respect and digni- dignity hmm. and if everybody did that you'd have no bullying and you'd have no harassment so it's maybe something to, uh, a little takeaway from him so great quote yeah. So uh, thanks for joining us. A couple of upcom- upcoming topics that you'll uh, hear on the uh, the Employee Co. HR podcast, uh, 401K. Uh, we're going to have a special guest on 401K. We, uh, that should be a great show. Yeah. And also uh, something uh, on the March Madness in the workplace and how do you, how do you handle uh, the, uh, the, you know, the, the time off, the gambling, uh, the, gambling, the uh, absenteeism. There was, you know, post-Super Bowl, there was 14, 15 million people supposedly called in sick <laughs> after Super Bowl. And that, I think 2 million were in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, the Thursday, Friday of March Madness is typically a uh, the, the similar, uh, a big vacation day. For sure. And then uh, we're gonna, uh, the 12 deadly workplace sins, so we'll have some fun with that in the um, uh, in an upcoming podcast. So, And if you have uh, any other ideas, we really appreciate the uh, the tweet and suggestion on workplace bullying. So if you yeah, have any. Yeah, on Twitter, we're at Employco. And uh, any questions, send it to hr at employco.com and also info at employco.com. Those, those come to us and stuff. So, But we love your feedback, love suggestions on future shows. Uh, we're on Facebook also. Uh, please uh, send us any questions. Yeah, thanks for joining us and uh, make it a great day. Thank you, everyone.